Greg and Mare. They're so funny. And I can listen with my kids in the car. Good, clean, fun to start your day. 94.9 is awesome. Uh, family secrets that happen when you're an adult. Yeah. For instance, one day we came home late at night while Matt's aunt watched our little girl. And she told us a family secret about his mom that only she knew. Uh Uh-oh. That she might have dated someone else at some point. (laughs) It was shocking. Yeah. And we were like, I don't think we needed to hear it, maybe. We still didn't. We're the only ones that know. Oh, you haven't told anybody else <laughs> no, in the family? No, it's still a secret. It's probably, so. it's probably for the best. <laughs> okay. Sometimes okay. some of that stuff is left. I mean. Better left unsaid. You know what? It knocked my husband like oh, out yeah. of his chair. I'm like, sure it's one of those things where when he thinks about it now, it can yes. still mess with him. Yes. Right? It does. Yeah. For, yeah. Or he just, you know, blocks it out. And, yeah. You know, there's that. Uh, a friend of ours, Dave, uh-huh. said his... When his sister was getting married a couple of years ago, he was uh, supposed to go get a suit, you know, for the wedding. Yeah. And he, his mom took him to lunch, and she was she wanted to be there to help him pick out the suit. She probably didn't trust him. Right. Knowing Dave. Oh, <laughs> poor Dave. I know. He's a good dude. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, you know, I get it. Doesn't always make no. the best choice. Anyway, um, at lunch, he said, we're sitting here at McDonald's. Oh. We're having French fries. I'm, like, dipping my fries into the ketchup. And at that moment, mom decides to tell me that she was married before my dad for like two years and got a divorce. This came completely out of the blue, he said. I'm there eating my French fries. Just trying to enjoy himself with a McRib. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He said, uh, now we think we have a half-sibling because there's somebody who's showing up in the DNA stuff. Yes. Yeah. So it's just sometimes... Parents wait until you're an adult before they feel comfortable well, telling you some of these secrets. Right? I think they think you can't handle it emotionally, but, but a yeah. lot of times, you know. And they're right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, though, when it's something like who your parent is or. Yeah. Oh, my God. It will mess you up your whole life oh, not yeah. knowing. And there's people who, you know, make it through their whole life and never find out. Yeah. The parents share any secrets with you, John? Yeah, that they were my parents. What are you talking about? That my parents were actually my grandmother and my step grandfather. No. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I don't know, maybe eleven when I found out. Wait a minute. So you grew up thinking that who was who? That my grandparents were my mom and dad, and they were really your grandparents. Right. And my mom was a. Uh, I don't know. I mean, God rest your soul. She just. I don't know. Wasn't really ready to be a mom ever. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. And uh, um, I quite honestly don't really know who my dad was, DNA-wise. Wow, but you had great parents anyway because you had your grandparents who looked after you. And John's a great guy. Obviously turned out okay. He calls us a lot. Like, he's good people. You're right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so I wonder, though, if you do a DNA test at this point or if you're just like, nope, no thank you. Yeah, to find out about the yeah. father, you mean? Oh, these DNA the tests are causing lots of drama. Oh, know? yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Ralph, share your story with us. For a number of years, when I was younger, I had this dream about being in a, a pool of liquids, and I was enjoying myself. And then when I was in my 20s, I told my mother about this, and she said, oh, yeah, when I was, I don't know, seven or eight was pregnant, I decided to commit suicide, and I took all these uh, pills and alcohol. And apparently she survived. 
That's a crazy story. So you never would have known that story if you had not told her, if you'd not had this dream and then told her about it. Exactly. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> I think it should be <laughs> And has that oh impacted gosh. you in any, any particular way since then? Like, has that affected you, you think, knowing that stuff? No, actually, uh, you know, my IQ is still very, very high, and I'm a college graduate. And oh, good for you. For years. Yeah. Maybe I am crazy. I don't know. <laughs> well, you sound pretty well balanced to us. He sounds good to me, yeah. right? But imagine that. You tell your mom about this dream you keep having over and over, and she says, oh, yeah, well, that's because I took a bunch of pills and alcohol when I was pregnant oh, with you my God. because I was trying to end my life. I mean, it's being <clears> so <throat> sad. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yes. There are people who are so sad. Oh, that makes me I know. sad. But I mean, I think about all those. Don't you have those fuzzy dreams from when you were growing up that you're not sure if it was real? Or imagined? Yeah. yeah. Like, I have this one of being left on this commute, ca- canoe when I fell asleep. And I guess there was somewhere I was freaked out about being on a canoe. But I don't, so I thought it was all fake, but it's not. It's oh, like so that was real. It was something that really happened, but I hardly, like, remember. And I always thought it was just a dream. The opposite yeah. tends to happen for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where I'll think something is real. I'm 99% sure. I oh, remember yeah. being at this place with these people. And I tell one of my parents, and they go, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then I start to question whether I... Right. Have I lost my I mind? I just saw that your first memory really is from around two and a half. And they can do it by confirming it with parents of kids. And that's the only way they can do it. So we don't really know what we're thinking is what it comes down to. (laughs) Yeah. And then there comes into play the whole, you know, (laughs) random photo albums and home movies and things that you've seen that just totally messes with your memories, too. Yeah. 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 Crazy (laughs) stuff, man. What a conversation. Thanks for listening this morning. Okay, here's the deal. The pandemic. I don't know if you're dating or not, but surely somebody you love is, right? We flipped roles over the pandemic. So now women are coming out of this thing like they want to have hot girl summer. They're calling it hot girl summer mode. And I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a song where girls are like, woo. Okay. Okay. Enjoying the single life. Yes. Let's put it that way. A little too much. Okay. Okay. And men came out of this thing wanting something serious, which I think is just crazy that this, this has happened. So in your mind, that's a role reversal, right? Because yes, oh yes. Usually the guys are the players. Yes, out jumping around yeah. from girl to girl, and the, all the women want is this positive, real relationship. And now, yeah. po- post pandemic, yep. it's nope. opposite. Flip flop. We all like reset our priorities. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I think this is going to last about two minutes. I, I know my little eighteen-year-old nephew. Is is more hot girl summery uh-huh. than? <laughs> see what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, really? But I can see where guys uh-huh. who maybe have a little more maturity yeah. and who were on the line of yeah. like they should have been getting their act together and kind of hadn't. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're 35, let's say. Yes, and they're like, uh. and they're still kind of out there dating, being single, goofing around. I can yeah. see where the pandemic might have made them take stock of like, what am I doing? Yeah, 70% of men want something serious. Women came out of it and just 37% oh. are like wanting anything <laughs> serious. They're like, no, thank you. What they think happened is that women sat inside and worked on themselves, like looked at themselves and just, mm. you know, really figured some things out. And they got more confidence because of it. 
That's fascinating. Isn't that? Did you get more confidence during the pandemic? I mean, I mean maybe, it's hard to imagine that happening. When we were working at home, you know, I mean, I feel like it was a weird space because we worked just as hard at home and people don't recognize that. Sometimes they think you're not. I think a lot of people yeah. worked even harder at home. But because there's no commute and all that, I was like walking around the pool and listening to, you know, self-help, as you know, I love to do and I think I was working on myself mm. as more than I have a chance to normally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So you were looking inward. I tried to. I, I guess. To look outward. <laughs> I couldn't look outward. There was a rough year of a lot of stuff happening. I'll tell you what, I realized I got to clean my windows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Did you see this so sad story? This happens every now and then when a parent will send out invitations or a kid will send out birthday invitations and nobody comes. Oh, my gosh. That's torture. Uh, story that broke yesterday uh, on TikTok, and mom said that they sent out 22 invites. They set up all the party decorations. They bought all the party food. They rented out the playground. Nobody came. Oh, my gosh. Did I, is she sure the invitation went out? You know, like that's those those stories are heart wrenching. I know. What it's happens just, to the kid in that moment? How does it like ruin their lives? You know, six year old. Yeah. Ah, oh. six years old and nobody comes. That's awful. Have you ever gone through something like that where you kind of planned a party or something and nobody came? No, no, I'm just more tortured from my siblings, you know, but usually yeah. my friends were pretty decent. You know, but I do think there's kids like we called that one girl, Jenny Stinkleman. She was in first grade. How old is that? Maybe six? Yeah, about the same age. The poor girl. She was a lovely, cute little girl. I look back now, she might be one of the cutest, you know. But what was her real name? Dagelman. Yeah. And they (laughs) used to Stinkleman. Yeah, they used to like do the Stinkleman germs and you got Stinkleman. And they used to go up and down. And, and, you know, I've run into her since, but her life's been a little rough. Yeah. And I and wonder, you wonder how much of that, you know, came from getting picked I, I on think, when she was five, six years old. I think we're in a different world, though. I think they really do teach kindness and really, well, you think, except for this birthday party. Right. I mean. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Well, I, what can I, we do? Can we send a letter? I can I send them some, you know, gift cards or something? It just feels so bad. I mean, not just for the kid, but mom putting all the planning into that, right? Sending out the invitations, getting all the party supplies, yeah. setting up all the stuff, right? Yeah. Which anybody who's ever thrown a party knows there's chaos and stress that leads up to that oh whole gosh, thing. And you got to have it all ready by go time. Yeah, yeah. And then nobody shows up. Oh, my gosh. I mean, imagine the $86 cake she bought. Right. And nobody to eat it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, Mary and I'd be happy to help you with that. That's no problem. Anyway, I, I guess an RSVP once in a while yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. That'd be nice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mary's off doing the deep dive again. Yeah, and Jennifer Aniston. Uh, what, what are you doing? <laughs> she dated Gerard Butler. Who knew? For a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's 94.9 Mix FM, the most music for your workday. Commercial free for that workday. It happens at 8.30 this morning. Baby, 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 oh, Who's having a baby? baby, baby, baby. Uh, apparently it's Nick Cannon. He's having lots of them. Oh, my gosh. Like, not all four have been born this year, but by the end of the year, Mm. it will be four, right? Is that what they say? Yeah, he's expecting a baby with his girlfriend. He also just welcomed twins with another woman. Okay. And a third woman had a child with him in December. Oh, okay, okay. So four within a year. That's correct, with three different moms. 
<laughs> Nick Cannon. I mean, he's got some bad publicity lately well, for saying some not so nice things. The, the weirdest part to me is how the women and he seem to all be kind of okay with it. I, I don't understand how that's working. I mean, maybe they're getting paid a lot or something, but Could I still, be. it's like it should never be. A, I know. Don't fall over. I'm about to say this, Greg. It should never be about the money. It should never be about the money. Yeah. You know? And so maybe it is about, maybe they're like, you know, just getting enough money that they don't even care. I don't know. You know? I don't understand. So so in less than a year, he's fathering four children with three different moms. And he also has a four-year-old son named Golden with a, another woman. He and does. then he has the twins with Mariah. So that's... That's seven total once this final child is going to be born. Maybe he wanted to prove that he wasn't the fertility issue with Mariah. <laughs> well, there's her no question. Age. You can put Nick Cannon on Maury anytime, <laughs> and the answer will always be the same. You are the father. Oh, my. Could you even imagine having that many kids? No. I mean, of your own. No. Listen, I know there's a lot of people who start to adopt, and then you recognize like how necessary that is, and that's why people end up adopting a bunch of kids. Sure. You know? Because it's such like a wonderful thing you can do for a kid. Well, but amazing. I mean, it's a lot to manage. Well, here's the other part. There's a lot of people who have a lot of kids, have them, they're all spread out different ages. Nick Cannon's kids are all going to be like basically the, the same, same age. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I know Eddie Within Murphy. A year of each other. Eddie Murphy has a ton of kids. And he yeah. said every single one of his kids have turned out good. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's awesome. I don't know how. I don't know. I know Clara's. Usually, when you have a family that big, there's yeah. at least one or two black sheep. <laughs> yes. The, I mean, the rest the, of the family the goes children. this direction. <laughs> it's the middle child. I'm sorry. I don't, know. I have four kids. Don't pick on the poor, tortured middle child. I have four kids in my family, and it's always a middle child. Yeah. It is always a middle child. But I can say, like, like my daughter's friend, her, her mom has five kids, and I'm thinking, how do you do it? And her kids are like the best kids ever. Yeah. I mean, she's an awesome mom. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Yes. So we'd also like to know who, I mean, I don't know if anybody can beat Nick Cannon or not. Does anybody have more than seven kids? Who has the most kids who's listening right now? Do you think you have you have the most? We'd like to hear from you. Can you outdo Nick Cannon? <laughs> I think that's impossible. Or come close. Maybe you've got five or six, four, five, six. I don't know. Somebody who's listening right now has Listen, that many kids. I did grow up with four kids in my family, and yeah. I love it as an adult. Like, I love it. I yeah. love having that many people. You know, sometimes it gets annoying. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We talk about this with my daughter yeah. every now and then because she'll be like, I kind of wish we had a baby in the family. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she also likes, you know, getting all of the attention oh, and getting yeah. to call all the shots. Yeah. So it goes both ways. Okay. 520-775-0949. Who listening right now? Let's just do a quick poll. There's there's nothing significant here. We just want to know who has the most kids right this second. Nick Cannon. He's having kids. Yeah, he's having these women just pop them out left and right. Oh, there's one. And it's his. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, it's incredible. In, in a one-year span, which, how long does it take to have a baby? Uh Nine and a half months. Okay, right. yeah, 40 weeks, theoretically. Yes, yes. Not everybody gets quite that far, but 35, 40 weeks, yeah, somewhere yeah. there. And he's just welcomed twins with one woman. He's expecting another baby with his girlfriend. And the third woman had a child with him in December. So. And the one had twins. I mean, it had twins. The, yes, so that's, that's four. Four kids in a one-year one period. That's, uh, mm. And he's got three others already. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to not judge him, but he's, I am a little. He's up to seven. Uh, we're looking for the parent with the most kids listening right now. Is that you? I People say I do. It's, it is what it is with me. I don't think I have a, an enormous amount, but I have five. 
Five is a lot. Five is a lot of kids. How do you manage that? It's like John and Kate plus eight. She's like a schedule fiend, you know? Is that what you have to do? Yeah. It's not that bad for for me and for us, but I do have two biological. We did adopt the younger three. Okay. Oh, good for okay. you. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So it's, you know, it's, it's hard. It definitely is hard. And, you know, the three younger ones have, you know, some ADHD and behavioral issues, of course. You yeah, know, yeah. But um, it takes up a lot of time. And, and Mary, you know about that being a foster parent as well. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you, you don't know, know what will happen. A hundred percent. But, you know, I always say this too shall pass. So it's not bad. I do know someone who has 11 children and adopted all of them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 11 kids adopted all of them. That's somebody with a huge heart. I'm telling you, like when you get one in your house and then they're like, do you, do you want to like maybe help out another child? And you think about all these kids, especially here in Arizona, the numbers are insane. Yeah. And they're just kids who want a fighting chance. They just need love. That that I'm ready to bring as many as I can. I think that like number here is maybe nine. I can't remember. (laughs) But then some, you know, go to college and then you could bring more in. (laughs) (laughs) Who's paying for that? (laughs) That's the scary part. Yeah, yeah, that is scary. But bless you for for adopting those kiddos. And and five seems like a lot to me. Well, and the thing is, foster care does give you some financial whatever to help the kid. Sure. Well, they have to. I don't know if people realize that. Not that you should do it. Don't ever do it for that reason. Back to that. Don't do it for the money. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do it for the kid. Do it for the kiddo. Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh. Uh, thanks for sharing that with us this morning. 621 now. It's Greg and Mara. We would love to hear like the big thing going on with you right now too. You know, we've got our segment that we do every morning called Right Now. You tell us the big story in your life, whatever that is. Yeah. Like I was out till midnight almost at Dave and Buster's. What? You it's a long story. You what? But it was my daughter's birthday, and we ended up leaving way later than we should have. And so, and what? then she, she won so many points that we had to get the stuffed animal that we had to buckle into the front seat because it didn't fit anywhere else in the car. Well, that's good. You've been looking for more stuffed animals. <laughs> I, I haven't. I've been trying to like minimize what is it? Whatever you call it. Yeah. It's not working. I don't think so. <laughs> Gotta be right now. Right now. I need you right now. Yesterday. Oh, it felt good. It felt so good. We needed it so badly. And uh, the, the humidity's way up this morning. You'll notice that when you step outside. I'm a little worried about all the weeds that are going to poke on through. Yeah, oh, that's coming. <laughs> what else uh, is going on? We want to hear from you this morning. 520-775-0949. Let's uh, grab line three. Here's Gary. What's going on, dude? My septic is broken. Oh, oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> are you borrowing the neighbor's bathroom? This- I bought this house, and uh, the septic's not in code, and now it's broke, and uh, it needs to be totally replaced, oh, and no. it's about 10000 10, to fix say. it. So. Yeah. Oh, oh and how long have you been in this house? Seven years. Okay, okay. okay. Well, just take buckets. Won't buckets just flush it? Like you uh, fill the water? Oh, and... yeah, Mary, go ahead. I've got to be real, real conservative with my water use. Yeah, yeah. oh, my gosh. Well, we're so sorry to hear that. Hope hope it all works out for you. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? Like, what would happen if you didn't have indoor plumbing like they used to have back in the day? No. <laughs> I mean, I know I was in another country once. Yeah. In Jerusalem. We're in the old city, right? Okay. And they, you went into the, the, the restroom in mm-hmm. the old city, and it was a hole. Yeah. In the ground. Not a flushing toilet. No. Yeah. I'm like, oh, 
No, I can't do this. <laughs> no wonder you don't like camping. <laughs> I just was, figured that out. It was right by that whaling wall. Oh, yeah. So it's cool. Now you know why people are whaling over there. <laughs> oh, I'm plumbing. I need it. Hot water, chandeliers. Yes. What would we do? <laughs> Daily Intentions with Greg and Mayer. I'm actually giving you two. From our girl, Mel Robbins. Oh, I like her. The first one's kind of a joke, but it's not if you're this person. You only live once, so make sure you spend 15 hours a day on the internet seeking validation from strangers. Oh. I know. Sarcasm. Sarcasm, but. With a punch. And I know that some people, like, like for me, like, I could almost look past all the stuff on social. I could be on it all day, but it doesn't affect me. But I have a cousin who can't function. When she looks at social. Do you know what I mean? I sure do. Yeah. So so if that is you and you have the trouble. Whole comparison game. Yeah. Seeing other people living their best lives, which, by the way, aren't totally true. But you compare yourself and well, it just brings you right I mean, down. I hope that. Right down. If you're going to share on social. I don't think that it's fake book. It's just I'm not going to share my worst things happening. Right. Because I don't want to bring anyone down. But, like, the good stuff, why not create more good? Okay, here's the other one, and i got to do it really quick because it's so good. You haven't failed. You just found a way that doesn't work. Now you know better. The only time you can fail is if you give up. Keep going. You got this. Oh, I love that. Isn't that a good one? Yeah, it reminds Mm -hmm. me of the Einstein quote about inventors. Ooh, what is that? Um, that I'm looking it up right now. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I'm going to look for it. I'm going to look for it. It's so good. Einstein. Smart dude. Smart. (laughs) Mel Robbins. Yeah. Smart person. Yes. Both good hair. (laughs) Kamara was just uh, helping us with some daily intention. You had a a quote on success. Yeah. It was Mel Robbins. You haven't failed. You just found a way that doesn't work. Now you know better. And the only time you can fail is is if you give up, so keep on going. You got this. I love that. Uh-huh. And it reminded me of uh, Einstein, except I was wrong. It wasn't Einstein. Oh. It was Thomas Edison. Oh, same person. Who's- <laughs> I mean, really, they look alike, Who same said, era or I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But he kept going. Keep it going. Yeah. Whether that's you, know you or not, you know? When you said Einstein, yeah. I was thinking of the light bulb guy. <laughs> so that's where my brain was. <laughs> and meanwhile, for Nikolai Tesla's going, what about me? <laughs> it's 94.9 Mix FM. <laughs> 94.9 Mix FM. It's Greg and Mare here. What's your name? Jennifer. Jennifer, let's play the game. All right. Question number one. Harrison Ford hurt himself during the filming of the fifth Indiana Jones movie. Now he's uh, 79 years old. He was reportedly rehearsing a scene when he injured his shoulder pretty badly. They don't think it's going to affect filming schedules. They're just going to work around it. He chases bad guys and knows a lot of history. But what is Indiana Jones' official occupation? Would it be an archaeologist? He's an archaeologist. I was going to say a paleontologist. No, that's Ross from Uh, Friends. (laughs) So close. So close. Question number two. Anyone who's been to California Adventure or Disney's Hollywood Studios knows the Twilight Zone-inspired ride that's basically like getting on an elevator that randomly drops like a rock and scares the heck out of you. Scarlett Johansson has just signed on to make a movie version of that Disney ride. Can you name the ride itself? Tower of Terror? The Tower of Terror. Oh, totally forgot that oh, one. Oh, man. That's I just look ride. at that thing and I go, I'm not getting on that. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't need that. It's not that bad. 
And question number three, a new Hulu original series called Only Murders in the Building. Stars Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. It premieres August 31st. Looks really good. Steve Martin and Martin Short have worked together many times in the past. They're friends. Which of the following movies was not one of those times they worked together? Was it A, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, B, Father of the Bride, or C, The Three Amigos? I'm going to go with A, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. That is correct. That was Steve Martin and Michael Caine. I wouldn't know any of those movies. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I know what they are, but I don't know who's in one. You haven't seen those films? No. You haven't seen Dirty Rod? Oh, my gosh. No. You're missing out on life. No, I was watching Dirty Dancing for the 5,000th time. Well, see something new for a (laughs) change. Jennifer, you did it. Way to go. Awesome. Thank you. One, two, three. One, two, three. La, 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 la. Oh, yeah. Mr. Bubbles is ready to get down for three for Thursday. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Do it, do it. Give me what you got because I know you got a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can you name three flavors of ice cream besides chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry in 10 seconds? Go. Butter pecan, peppermint mint, uh, mint chocolate chip, or cookie dough. Oh my gosh. You are One on of those fire. I think you made up. <laughs> peppermint mint was, was a little weird. Are those, yeah. are those your favorite that? flavors, or were you just naming ice cream? <laughs> Girl, why are you tripping? <laughs> <laughs> I love your show. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Now I think we should have ice cream for breakfast. That sounds so good. I mean, brownie batter, everything oh. under the kitchen sink, Ben and Jerry's toffee. You are speaking Anything my language. Anything with the chunks. The Heath I Bar mean, Crunch. Oh, yeah. Oh. Peanut butter cup. Oh. Bring it. Cookies and cream. It's so good. I know. It's dangerous. And listener Liz sent us a recipe a couple weeks ago of how you make French toast with ice cream. You just let the ice cream melt like a vanilla ice cream. You just let it kind of melt. And then you dip your, like, sourdough or your wheat or Are whatever you, you want to use serious? in the ice cream. You don't even need eggs. And then you just throw it on the skillet, You're cook it right there, boom. Doing me right done now. and done. All protein, no carbs. Oh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Time for our whole enchilada. Some important stories making news today we want to uh, keep you up to date with. First of all, we're following that breaking story out of Miami, the 12-story apartment building that collapsed there overnight with people inside it. This was not an old building. They were living inside. I don't like things collapsing. No. I don't like sinkholes. I mean, it's not a sinkhole, but anything Well, they don't know what caused it. That might be part of it. You know, Miami's full of sinkholes. I know when that bridge collapsed in Minneapolis. I was on it, like, within that hour before, you know? Holy cow, I mean, so now, like, I have a fear of bridges. (laughs) I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, Uh, Anyway, so they they think one person has died, but they're they're pulling people out of there. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hope for the best for people. Uh, Selma Hayek, she came out and said, 12 years she's been married and she said they're really happy and the reason is they never ever have said anything nasty to each other you mean like they don't get into fights or yeah. they just don't no, go they, they, they just don't go low when they get upset they with don't each go other low. okay that's exactly it when well, that's there's a conflict, respect thing isn't it yeah they put all the energy <laughs> into solving the problem never finding who to blame? Oh, but the blame game is so much fun. 
Oh, it's awful. You should have done this, or you should have done that, or you did that, 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 that. Oh, you know, it's, it's how do you solve it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounded like a little energy in your voice there. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know what? I can tell you, my parents never fought. That, they that, really didn't. That's not natural. They, they didn't. You gotta, they they did. bickered. They a just, little bicker, but that's it. They hid it from you. That's what they did. Um, a dating app CEO is sharing three different ways. You know, people are meeting partners online all the time now. That's how people meet is online dating, probably more than anything else. It used to be kind of a scary thing. Now people do it all the time. Well, he's sharing the ways that dating apps scam their users. Listen to this. Dating apps will create fake profiles of hot girls and hot guys, and they'll show them to you first, especially for new dating apps. If you're a brand new user, you hop onto the app and you're like, wow, there's so many beautiful people on this app. They're not real. Dating apps will actually hold back your matches unless you start paying. So let's say there's like 100 people that like you and you're waiting to match with them until you start boosting your profile, and then they'll start giving you all the people that like you, and you'll get a bunch of matches, and you'll be like, wow, I should spend more money. Dating apps are selling your data. It's actually scary how much they know about you just based off your swiping patterns and the things you talk about in your chat. Oh, boy. So that just is freaky. Keep that in mind. Oh, my gosh. Certain dating apps, collecting all that stuff. Well, in this manipulating moment, manipulating you. I'm very happy I'm married. Yeah, a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alec Baldwin, I want to talk about, you know, mental health here just for a second, because he's come out and said he's seriously struggling with OCD so bad. And, you know, there's all this stigma around it, and he really is trying to get help, and the pandemic has not helped it. Meanwhile, they're saying... You know, over 40% of people said that during the pandemic, they've never felt as low of a moment in their life Ugh. as this pandemic. But here's here's the hard part. Like only like 18% of people are actually getting help with it. And it's depression and anxiety and loneliness are the top three things. And so I just want to say, get the help if you're you're really struggling. It's okay. I think it's intimidating for a lot of us to know where to begin the process of getting help. It's like... If somebody walked me to the front door of the place, I'd yeah. go, oh, okay. Yeah. Or if somebody handed me the phone number and said, I've already called and scheduled yeah. an appointment. It is I'd overwhelming. Go, oh, okay. But you I know, don't even know where to begin. When you research, like, therapist, it shows this whole list of the, 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 the Some have these, you know, training, and then some have these. Right. And you're like, and then some just has everything under the sun. And it's then you say, forget it. Where do you start? And then you might go to one, and you might not feel the connection. It's okay if you don't. They'd rather you go find the person you do. Right, so. right. But that's a process in and of itself, and sometimes that's just daunting. Well, if you need help, I'll help you. I'll send you you a link to some people. Thank you. I don't know if they'll be good, but... (laughs) uh, We'll leave you with a good news story here in the enchilada this morning. TV can save lives. Do you remember this scene from The Office? Everyone, we need to pump at a pace of 100 beats per minute. Oh, okay. That's uh, hard to keep track. How many is that per hour? How's that going to help you? I will divide and then count to it. Right. Okay, well, a good trick is to pump to the tune of Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Well, a dad remembered that episode when his four-year-old daughter was struggling. He did the chest compressions, the CPR skills. Yeah, oh my He gosh. learned from watching The Office, Ugh. sang Bee Gees Staying Alive, and saved his kiddo. Your own child struggling to breathe. I mean, it's just... Is that terrifying? Uh, exactly right. You're freaking me out right now. I know. But, you know, sometimes uh, having a little tip in the back of your mind can come into play in the well, weirdest circumstances. Luckily, I've seen every episode of Grey's Anatomy, so... Oh, you're going to be fine. You just put doctor right there. <laughs> Dr. Meredith Dunkel. <laughs> that one thing that when you do it, it takes you right back to being a kid. Oh, yes. And yesterday, it was my daughter's birthday. We went to Dave & Buster's. And, you know, they have this, like, machine that you just 
you're going fishing, you know, you're kind of pulling the lever and it lands on like a number and you get an amount of tickets, right? Oh, yeah, right. And in that moment, I first felt like, well, maybe this is like Vegas. It felt familiar. No, it reminds me of going to Chuck E. Cheese, oh. growing up, <laughs> and then you get like your tickets and then you go to the little part and you're like, you have like 30 tickets and you're trying to find the perfect thing to get. Right. Right. And the thing you want is 5,000 tickets. Yes. And all you can get is like this little burger candy. Like that's all. And yeah, you, the eraser. Yeah. And as I saw my daughter sit there for like two hours trying to figure it out, it was torture. And my dad wouldn't even go into Chuck E. Cheese with me. He'd sit out in the parking lot on my birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so stressful to him. I love that it. That place is overwhelming. <laughs> right. All the noise yeah, and the kids yeah. and the... But it brought oh me God. back to be in. Yeah, it took eight, you right back there. Eight, nine, ten years old. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. For me, walking outside this morning on my way to, to get in the, the car to come to work and smelling the greasewood trees, uh, the creosote bushes here in the desert from the rain overnight, yeah. just took me right back to being a kid. That just always reminds me of that every single time. That's I just cool. love that smell. Yeah. yeah. Fresh cut grass is the same way. Even though we don't have it here in the desert, we lived in New England for a little while when I was a kid. Yeah. And boy, when you smell that fresh cut grass, it just smells oh. so good. Oh, all right I do back. is start sneezing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that every time you do it, it takes you right back to being a kid. I every mean, time I ride a bike, I feel yes. like I'm a kid. Uh, every time I hear the ice cream man, oh my God. I'm right back in it. Got to get my Choco Taco. <laughs> <laughs> Your bullet pop to go. Yes. <laughs> 520-775-0949. What takes you right back, Nikki? Good morning, Greg. My name is Nikki. Hey, Nikki. Tell us about the thing every time you do it. takes you right back to being a kid. Swing on a swing. Yes. Swing on a swing. That oh is my. so true, isn't it? That's a good yes, one. Yes, it is. And do you find yourself wanting to launch off of it like I used to do when I was a kid? I'm like, oh, I should jump off at the highest point. Don't do it. <laughs> well, Please. when you get older, you're afraid to break bones. I mean, yeah, right. I can even say, you know the bumpy slide? Yeah. Which you'd think would still yeah. be fun at this age. No. It's not. No. Yeah. Like you're back no, every disc no, is like. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the tip, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Anne. Uh, something like that for you it takes you right back in. One of the things that makes me feel so much like a kid is seeing the kids at the bus stop when you're driving by, which you should do very safely, very slowly, and watch out for those kids. Oh, yeah. but, I, but I think of when I was a kid and, you know, you got to stand at the bus stop, and I'm thinking, you know what? They have awesome backpacks now. Oh, my gosh. They're so cool. We used to get to pick between, like, red, green, and blue. Yeah. And now, like, it's like there's there's Spider-Man, and I'm like, oh, it sometimes makes me so jealous. I want to be a kid when you can actually, like, go to school and be really hip and cool by whatever backpack you're picking. I mean, so unfair, all the cool things they have. Even, like, the book covers. Remember, we'd have to put a cover on, and it would just be like a paper bag. Oh, yeah. Right, from <laughs> yeah. the grocery store. Yes, we'd save the them. Store. We'd cut them open. Yeah. yeah. Wrap it on there with some masking yeah. tape. No, they have all these <laughs> cool things now. It is <laughs> I know. But you know what? The best thing about being young is being young at heart, and the two of you are very young at heart. Oh, oh. man, you know how to That's prop right. up this show. I'll tell you what. Hey, I think I'm 14. Yeah. So. <laughs> 10 after trivia, Beach Boys concert tickets, and you at 7750949. 40% of people say they'd rather give up their pet 
than to have to experience life without what? Coffee. Oh. Yeah. I can't live without the coffee. I'm I sorry. I can't either. But, I can't. But that's not the answer. All right, thanks. Thank you. 94.9 Mix FM, what's your guess? Their significant other? Oh. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. That's no. a toss-up. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> Jury's out from air. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not it, it either. Depends Thank on you. the day. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, it's Greg and Mayor. We said a new survey finds 40% of people would rather give up their pet than what? Significant other. Your pet or significant other, which one would you choose? Oh, my pet. <laughs> Wait, to give up or to keep? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, not the answer we're looking for. Thank okay, you. good. Yeah. 94.9 Mix FM. Hi there. What do you think? Got to be a smartphone. Yeah, the smartphone is sort of expected, right? People are addicted to them, yeah. but no, believe it or not, it's even worse than that. Oh, my God. Yeah, Thank I you. know. Thank you. 94.9 Mix FM, your guess? Is it the social media? That's it! <laughs> Are you serious? That is so, so bad, Greg. 40% of people would rather give up their pet, their car, OMG. their TVs, than their social media accounts. 40%. Oh, wow. Your pet, the gnat? That's correct. Your priorities are all messed up. That's Can correct. Can you believe I'm saying that? I know. You but, love social media, but yeah, you would but give that pets, up. That's like a living, breathing human thing. Yes. Well, not human. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> well, we treat them like little humans, yeah, don't we? we? Do. Imagine saying, goodbye, Fluffy. Yeah. I've got to keep my Twitter account. I mean, there are people who are so angry yeah. that they need it. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is your name? It's uh, Nathan. Nathan, you're going to see the Beach Boys in concert. Oh, right. Yeah. Woohoo! Casino Del Sol's Ava Amphitheater, November 12th. November 12th, all right. Well, I'm going to have some more of those tickets for you tomorrow on 94.9 Mix FM. And coming soon, we're not giving them away yet, but coming soon, tickets to the farewell tour. Elton John is coming back to Arizona. We're going to have some of those, too. Yeah, they're, we're going to have those tickets. That show is next year. Right. But those tickets, they're the hot tip. They're getting ready to go on sale. Yeah. So we want to let you know that they'll be coming uh, right here on 94.9 Mix FM. Morning show. Greg, 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 and Mayor. And Mayor. Good morning. Mornings on 94.9 Mix FM.